Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 140 of On the Flank. I'm one of your hosts, John George, alongside Joe Kirkpatrick. Say hello, Joe. Hey, everybody. And Joe, today is a massive episode, and I, I, I wasn't expecting it. I, I know you weren't. I mean, we've got a huge episode. Free agency has already begun, and it's mostly releases so far. But we're gonna we're gonna spend this episode going through every team and what drops they have made slash re-signings they've made and what direction we think the roster is gonna go based off of those facts. Man, are you ready to to go through all this, Joe? I mean, before before we go in, we've got um, a little Overwatch news. But are you are you ready for the for the big podcast here? Yeah, it's, it's a big one. Nice uh, nice big show for a nice round number. It's not. Um not 150 obviously but yeah we're getting close we're getting close yeah 140 uh, <laughs> 140 still feels big to me 140 that number just i don't know it feels special yeah and right um nice nice and evenly at the end of the season you know we're into off season and all that so yeah for sure yeah, it's, it's gonna be a good one yeah well let's before we get into uh these teams and changes they've made um, there was a little patch here, Joe, with a with a new map that's been on the PTR, of course. Yeah, just a, a little tiny patch, um, and it's been out for uh, like eight or nine days, it looks like by now. Um, but the uh, Malavento Deathmatch map that got released sort of under the radar um, in the middle of lots of the uh, Blizzard lawsuit stuff, um, in fact... I guess right when it came out is when they were going to release it, um, and then it sort of came out several days later. But uh, but it's now on live. Uh, you can play it on live, um, um, play your deathmatch, all that kind of stuff. Um, and that's the only thing of significance in that patch, uh, other than a couple uh, a couple bug fixes. But um, that's notable, and so you you can play that yeah. um, now. Always good. Always good to get a new free for all map in there. Um, all right, well, that, that was it. Now we're into the roster changes. Here we go. We're going to go team by team here, starting in the West with the San Francisco Shock, who I think is one of the most interesting teams to look at this offseason. They had um, their most disappointing season in the past three years, and by disappointing, I mean they just didn't win the championship. Um, and I think there are a lot of questions around this team, and the most interesting part is that they didn't drop anyone, so it looks like everyone for now is still on the san francisco roster but there are a couple players who have announced that they are searching around looking for new teams exploring free agency um and that is twilight and smurf who both announced that um the shock very interesting team this this year because i would be i wouldn't be surprised if they kept everyone and i would not be surprised if they lost everyone to be honest I think this could go either way. It seems like they're going to allow most of their players some um, agency to search around if they would like. But overall, it seems like the Shock has most of their team on contract still um, because uh, there was a date where most of the contracts ended here and no player was dropped here. So it seems like most of these players are still on contract, but Shock might be giving them the opportunity to search around or might be trying to trade some of them. I know a lot of people are, uh, there's some hype behind a possible super trade to some somewhere else. I mean, Joe, what do you think about the shock team and 
Um, what do you think they're going to do in the, in the offseason? Do you think they should just keep the squad or what? Yeah, uh, and, and first of all, I'll sort of go into this with a, a disclaimer. Uh, normally, the Overwatch League puts out, and I'm sure they will here over the next couple of weeks, um, like a like a off-season player tracker, free agency tracker thing, um, and they haven't done that yet. Uh, and so the information we have here is just from gathered around on Twitter and stuff. So uh, we may be missing pieces, and um, we may and probably don't have all the details about different things um, until um, teams officially announce it, or until they you know post it on the tracker or whatever. But so for example, there may be more. Shock players than just Twilight and Smurf, who are technically being free agents, but um, those ones we have written down. That being said, um, yeah, yeah, I, I think I'm with you generally about the shock. Uh, I would, I think I would be a little surprised if they did um, a lot of resetting with the roster. Um, and again, part of that is just I think the inertia of the org that they've sort of built up now from. Uh, like you said, from two uh, wins in a row uh, and doing still really well this past season, um, I, I I would be I would be surprised to, to see him blow it up entirely. Um, but um, you, you know, maybe it's an expensive roster. Maybe it's a roster, um, and I'm sure we're going to say this about every team here in this show. But you know, maybe it's a roster that doesn't make as much sense anymore um, in a. Uh, you know, in a one tank Overwatch two kind of thing, um, but um, yeah, as far as that goes, as far as that goes, I think they can um, definitely afford to to make as as much or as few changes um, as they want, and I'm not sure it's gonna uh, I'm not sure it's gonna hurt them too much uh, moving forward. Agreed. Um, it will be it'll be interesting to see mainly where the older set of players here goes i mean um violet and twilight uh, or twilight and smurf obviously two of the older members of shock who've been there for a little bit um and they're the ones exploring free agency so wondering if they're sort of trying to move t towards nero towards these new players they got and try to i mean still these older players still did pretty good this this season so it's hard to leave them in the dust um, and as we explore, I do want to mention too, like there, Overwatch free agency is like so up in the air. Feel it feels so weird. When it comes to Twilight and Smurf, they were not dropped by the shock, but they are just like getting the option to explore. And it's it's interesting to me because then like the NFL or like sports, it's like you're either a free agent or you're on a team. Like those are your options, but in Overwatch League you have this option where I think it exists in like European soccer and stuff, where you're on a team, but your team is allowing you to possibly just leave and sign with another team if they want to. Um, so these players are technically still in the shock, but they are going to be free agents as well once the signing period comes around, which is in two days, October 9th, um, when when teams will be allowed to sign free agents. All right. That's a shock. Let's move on to Houston Joe, who um, made a, a coach move and two player moves. A coach move is a retirement, so it's not their choice. It was Harsh's choice, who was co-head coach with Junkbuck this year um, and was head coach of the Outlaws the year before and the Titans the year before that. So he, he has been in this league and uh, a coach for all. I've actually gotten to meet Harsha. He was a super nice dude. Um, 
very knowledgeable, super smart. And yeah, he's decided to retire from professional Overwatch. Uh, I don't think he exactly announced what he's going to do next, but he's stepping away from um, working at least in a professional capacity. I know before he was coaching and stuff, he was working on journalism. He's working on articles and stuff like that. So I wonder if he moves more in that direction. Um, and then as far as players go, Jangu and Juby have been dropped. So honestly, I think those are pretty... I mean, Jangu, I know, got super hyped, especially his insane game against the Shock and his insane first stage. But to be all honest, he honestly got disappointing as the season went on. So I don't think that's that big of a deal as far as drops go. And Juby was good, but not like not their best player or anything. What do you think about these drops, Joe? And I mean, maybe the more of the news here is like, hey, Outlaws are keeping everything, keeping mostly everything here. Um, They like what they got. Yeah, at least the core. And I mean, this was, yeah, a team that had really high highs as far as that goes. Um, um, Yeah, particularly particularly Jangu, I was a little bit surprised to see go. Um, um, And again, a, a theme that may come up um, again as we keep going, but I'll introduce it here with Houston, um, is we had a a conversation earlier in the week um, as some of this news was coming out, thinking about the way um, that that this this one tank model is going to work in this offseason. And one of the the things I brought up was I would be, uh, I wouldn't be surprised, I would not be surprised to see lots of teams um, pulling kind of similar strategies to, to... to what we see here in terms of um, you have your main tank players, you have your off tank players, uh, and I, I wonder as we move into Overwatch 2 if um, even the off tank player is going to be a little bit more valuable in terms of um, uh, the flexibility they have, the the playmaking instinct that they may have, um, uh, and and how, how important that may still be um, in Overwatch 2 over sort of the traditional main tank um, valued skills of um, you know super good positioning and 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 team sense and that kind of thing. Um, I and, you know not to say that the, not to say that that won't be important, but uh, just that it'll be an interesting dynamic. It, it may even just be a philosophy difference between teams uh, about how they end up treating their tanks. And so for so Houston here as an example, um, you, you drop your your starting main tank. Uh, but but hang on to Piggy, uh, see what he's able to do for you potentially into into season five. Um, and my my comment about Juby was, of course, he was the um, the big success story uh, in last year's off season for um, the Overwatch Collegiate because uh, he came from I forget what school he went to, um, but uh, came from a collegiate team and who had been doing super well uh, in the collegiate scene and then got hired pro because uh, that's just cool yeah of course it is um, but yeah uh, I, I agree with you Joe I think off tanks might be kept more just because they have more flexibility tanks such a weird position in comparison to like damage or support because I feel like flex versus main support and projectile versus hit scan are like so different they are clearly like different pools meanwhile tank I feel like Reinhardt's like the only one who has a significantly different play style from the rest of the tanks. I feel like the rest of the tanks are all like bruised. They all have their own similar different play styles, I guess, but they they don't like play too differently. 
Um, so I, I feel like off tanks, maybe maybe tanks who aren't off tanks could easily pick up someone like Winston, who I think has very similar gameplay to like Diva, who they're used to playing, and Wrecking Ball, who I think we all thought was going to be an off tank when he first came into the game, and then it turns out he was a main tank. Um, so yeah, I, I agree with you, Joe. I think may, I think off tanks might be kept more here than main tanks. All right, let's move to our first massive roster wipe, and that is the Toronto Defiant, um, who dropped literally everyone but Hisu. So if you haven't been paying attention, Ansun J, Lastro, Aztec, Michelle, Sato, Neist, Logix, Aspire, and even their assistant coach, Hochi Lee, all gone. And Hisu, the only one left um, alongside Katie G, their head coach. All right, um... I gotta say, I mean, Toronto does this every year. This is their strategy every single year. Um, I gotta say, I think this is what they need to do. That they, I mean, obviously had probably their best year yet, but it still wasn't great. Uh, and keeping Hisu is probably the move as well. I think Hisu on Philadelphia though versus Toronto, very different Hisus. Hisus on Philadelphia was like, oh, this could be like. He's like the rookie. He could be the next big thing. This is the next big young player here. He's doing his second year. Second year is when you really step up. Second year is when you're supposed to be looking nuts. He looked worse than he did in his first year. So a little worried about that keep maybe. But overall, I guess I kind of agree with Toronto's move here. Um, I, I don't know. Maybe keeping Sato as well. Who knows? I Overall, Toronto, this is this is just what I come to expect at this point from Toronto. Rebuilding every year, especially with the rosters they bring in. Uh, the rosters they bring in aren't necessarily young or anything like that. They're all sort of like, okay, this, this year we're going to be better. And if not, then we just got to wipe it out. Just roll the dice again. Try yep. something else. Yep. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you're right. This, this was... Um, I think it's safe to say I was probably saying it preseason. Um, yeah, the best, the best, uh, the, the best roll of the dice Toronto's had um, in terms of a roster, um, and I'm a little bit surprised. If you're gonna drop everybody, you might as well, um, you know, let Hisu go too. But um, the, he's you know just as good a player to build around as any of them. I think. Um, uh, I'd, you know, love to see. Um, players like Sato, Michelle, Aspire, those three in particular, uh, find new roles. Um, but, uh, yeah, <laughs> Toronto definitely, uh, there's a handful of teams, I'm sure, as we, as we go through here that are just going to kind of go the, the reset route. Um, and that's not, um, uh, not super surprising and not necessarily a bad thing, uh, I think for, for any of them. Yeah, definitely not. Um, yeah, I, 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 Toronto's just going to do it. You know, they're going to do what they're going to do. Um, but let's move on to Paris, a team that obviously surpassed our expectations this year and how they played. I mean, going into the year, I think if you would have said, oh, Paris is going to wipe their entire roster next year, I would have been like, yeah, that's very believable. But they have, they are not going to wipe their entire roster because guess what? They've had some great performances from some great players, so they re-signed Dridro. Naga, Don, and Khan, um, which means Suna, Vistola, Oni God are gone, and as well, uh, their head coach, Get Amazed, also gone, uh, which that one honestly might be the most surprising 
um, drop to me is get amazed because I, I feel like he was a good head coach here. Um, but J-Mac got, is getting promoted to head coach who was their assistant coach before. So they'll be building off Naga Khan, Dridro. I'm sure they'll be going the European route once again. Uh, they're holding they're holding open tryouts, actually, as well. Uh, Joe, what do you think about these moves for the Paris Eternal to start off the offseason? Yeah, it was super interesting, um, particularly when they announced... Um, uh, I forget, did we write this um, on our thing or not? Uh, we, may, we may have talked about it last week or something. That one of the first changes they made was uh, retaining their uh, uh, GM, Ivala. Uh, that may have been on last week's show. Um, yeah, it was. Um, who had come in you know, at the beginning of this past season um, and got a lot of credit for some of the success that they had. Um, so I think that was definitely a, a good way to start out um, uh, some of these announcements for Paris uh, because yeah this was a really good season as far as that goes um, lots of lots of positive things to be had um, uh, and we know the core very specifically that they're going to be building around um, unlike you know Toronto for example um, who hasn't explicitly re-signed Hisu they just didn't drop him <laughs> um, but uh, but, but you know we know these players are gonna be hanging around um, and 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 that's valuable and you know the the trust clearly that's been placed in Jmac is notable um, we'll have to see you know how that evolves um, <laughs> as the season goes on but I think um, you're definitely looking for um, a, a little bit more um, more, I guess more consistency is what I'm trying to say for next season but in the sense of having a, a similar season next year to this one I think um, would definitely be a, a great target for Paris um, as they're um, you know moving on with themselves yeah well I think they, they found some great players here and specifically I think must keeps and were Naga and Khan so I'm glad that they ended up keeping both of them at least um, we'll see what the rest of this roster is going forward. Um, and I should say general and going forward, obviously he's not officially announced to be re-signed, but I think it's, if they were not announced to be released at this point, it's safe to assume they're on the roster. They're on the roster there. So he's is definitely on the Toronto Defiant. It just has been announced if he's completely re-signed or if he's going to be allowed to look in free agency for a new team or, they're trying to trade them or anything like that. Um, so I, I, it's so confusing, but I believe that is how it works as someone who works uh, for a team, obviously. Um, all right, let's move to Dallas, another team that obviously had their most successful year um, and looked great while doing it. So you might as well just be keeping everyone. Um, and they basically have. Uh, only they only lost three players, um, Jack Sand Pine, and then Rappel, who retired as well, and then their assistant coach Young. So right now they got a roster of five: Doha, Sparkle, Hanbin, Fearless, and Fielder. And yeah, those are I think their best five players as well. So they kept their best five, and now now they're just looking for another support player. Basically, that I mean they hit the roster minimum. <laughs> they just get a support player. Uh, 
But yeah, what do you think about these? I mean, everyone's talking about, obviously, how Pine um, was of no use to them whatsoever. Uh, I, I'm not surprised, to be honest. <laughs> what are your thoughts? Yeah, I, I wonder if it'll be one of those things, you know, like five years from now, there'll be a article that gets published. They're like, yeah, oh, they had, you know, they had super big plans for Pine and they were going to do this, this, and this, and then, you know, it didn't work out. And, um, um, but yeah, I I would not be surprised if he um, um, doesn't end up uh, hanging around very for too long uh, here in the the league at large. But but yeah, I think this is exactly the core um, that you want to build around for Dallas. Um, I, I don't know. Uh, and again, once this uh, free agent list comes out, we will help us visualize better. <laughs> you know who exists still. Um, in terms of the market, but um, but, but yeah, the, the one support piece, and you could, I don't know, I, I was going to say you could just be done, um, and it's still probably true that you could just be done, um, but yeah, there, there's not not much to complain about as far as uh, these very initial um, Dallas changes go. Yeah, definitely not. I mean, this is what they should be doing. Um, I, once the, once these players, most of these players were on Paris, we, we all knew they were going to be mainstays in this league for a while. And yeah, Dallas has got their got their team now. Um, so yeah, let's move on to Florida, who is a team that had maybe one of the more disappointing overall years based off of their um, their actual talent and not ending up make the play making the playoffs. I mean, just super sad. And um, they ended up parting ways with almost all of this team here. Um, BQB, Checkmate, OG, Gargoyle, Slime, and Gangnam Jin, all gone. And I believe, I, God, there was so much news, but I believe I saw that they were, they, they have Yaki, but they are letting him explore free agency as well. So, it's possible they don't even have him. Uh, but obviously, might be their best player. If he stays with the man, I would not be surprised. But it will be super sad that it will be without BQB. That's the biggest thing. BQB Yaki, such a good DPS duo, one of the best in the league. Unfortunately, couldn't do it for Florida this year, though. Is this the move, Joe? Is this, is, I mean, obviously a super disappointing year, but you got talent here, right? Yeah, it's it, it was super interesting. I mean, Florida was sort of a quandary all season. Um, um, you know, think about the mid-season main tank switch-up that they had there for a while, um, they, and j just in general, sort of uh, underperforming a little bit from where we had hoped they might. Um, uh, and yeah, I really wonder how much of it. Um, well, I don't. Know. I, I almost don't want to say like I really wonder how much of it was the org because I don't want to blame the org for everything. Um, but at the same time, I think these these pieces are really good pieces, uh, and and pieces that I expect to see some kind of use from somewhere. I, I mean, the, you know, I don't, I don't think the league is ready to throw out OG. I don't think the league is ready to throw out BQB. Um, uh, and it's just a matter of um, trying to make that um, to to make those pieces fit somewhere else. I think is is um, um, what we're going to be looking for. I think. Yeah, I, I think I want to mention Gangnam Jim as well. I think he's one of the best supports too. Um, so, yeah, overall, it's just couldn't, couldn't fit this year for the Mayhem. And 
makes sense. I mean, all of them were probably on their final year of the contract, and it was like, is re-signing them just banging our head against a wall here? Is this a bad move? Um, and they ended up just dropping them. Okay, we'll see what the Mayhem do this year. I mean, the rumors right now are they're looking to pick up American Tornado, but I think the latest rumor is they might be unable to sign all of American Tornado. So we'll see what happens. LA Gladiators, this one is a sad one. Um, probably some of the saddest news on here. Um, not necessarily, I mean, Gladiators dropped Muse and Mirror. Uh, Mirror, I think, is expected. Muse, definitely some debates out there. Everyone was like, okay, why are you dropping Muse? Like, you finally, you got a young main tank here um, who's been looking pretty good uh, this year. Um, and Muse is gone. And then the saddest news is Bird Ring retiring. Um, this came out yesterday. They put out a great video on it. Go, go check it out. Uh, but just one of the most legendary players in overwatch league gone um so sad and very sad for for the glads who i think had a great dps line in kevstern bird ring this year and they will be unfortunately losing bird ringing having to so, having to kind of rebuild i mean they're they're keeping space kevster Schumoth, and skewed here uh, not officially yet they might all five of them might be able to search free agency but I think you got a solid five here. Obviously, it sucks that Muse and Kev or Mer, Muse and Birdring aren't that, on that list. I think those were two key players this year. So, man, I, I think a sad, sad week for the Gladiators fans. Yeah, they, they posted a, um, a a graphic thing this afternoon too, talking about a bunch of stats and it's got like four days of play time and and all this kind of stuff. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it, it, I remember they had it on stream. They had a segment of like the trash talk and whatever before. Um, it wasn't before grand finals, but it was during the the playoffs. Um, and and Bird Ring's line was something about you know, um, I've got I've got one one grand finals victory. You know, see see if I can pick up two here, and you had. To, <laughs> The, you know the people who hadn't been watching always in season one you had to sort of pause and try to track that down but um but yeah lots of history here um and uh, he had a, a tweet longer talking about you know maybe he'll come back and um well i forget if he said maybe he'll, he'll come back and play overwatch 2 or maybe he'll he'll go to a different game or um whatever but he'll he'll be, he'll be streaming and stuff at least he said so um it won't you know completely be out of the universe but uh but yeah that's a career right there oh yeah hell of a career i mean it's that time of the year it's so sad i was honestly expecting a lot more retirements than we have gotten so far joe though i mean it's a whole new game literally next year so i i was expecting a lot of players to be like okay like i i don't know if i can do this there's gonna be so many changes next year I think it's time to retire. It's time to move on to something a little more stable, uh, Valorant, anything else right now. Um, but there are a lot. There, there aren't that many retirements, so I, I'm kind of surprised. But yeah, this one hurts for sure. I mean, this is just a legend. To honestly, I gotta give it to him. He's one of the only season one players that is just still one of the best players in the league. 
Um, and that's impressive. It's definitely impressive. Um, all right. Let's move on to the Washington Justice, who definitely did not live up to their expectations of having, like, a top five roster in the league in everyone's eyes. But they did not make uh, they didn't make many moves so far this week. So um, Tuba and Closer, they said goodbye to them. And um, one of their coaches, uh, Ho Curry, all gone. Um, oh, yeah, I should have mentioned Ty Dollar left Gladiators. Well, he is joining Washington Justice as a, an assistant coach, and I believe he said he sees a lot of talent on this Justice roster that he believes is the key. He believes himself is the key to pushing that team forward. That will be interesting to see if, if that is true. Um, but, yeah, uh, obviously that means they they still have Decay, Mag, Jerry, Bebe, Fury, Assassin, basically – um, everyone that they signed last offseason on this team. So, uh, yeah, obviously still extremely talented. So if Ty Dalla is the, the, the difference they need and maybe a couple more signings, we'll see for justice. What do you, what do you think about keeping these players? Any, I mean, to me, I feel like maybe maybe you get rid of Bebe. I don't know, maybe some of this cut, some of this fat out that didn't really have the best year. Um, you, might, you might not need Jerry. Honestly, Jerry's good, but you just never want Jerry in over Decay. Like, Decay just carries maps. So, yeah, what do you think about these, Joe? Yeah, um, yeah, I think it's definitely uh, a strategy where you're um, clearly trying to build around um, a, a talented core, and whether that's, um, you know, it ends up being a coaching difference. I should say whether a coaching difference ends up being the factor that you know puts you over the edge, um, or whether you're you're able to add you know a piece here, a piece there, um, uh, you, you know whether they're looking for another support player at least here. Um, I, I think um, a, a chance to sort of restart and go again uh, for Washington can definitely be um, of of good value to them. Yeah, definitely. Oh, yeah, I missed this, too. Apparently, Bebe is given the option to explore free agency here. So, um, not cut, but going to be exploring free agency. Um, and they're also having open tryouts, and they must be fluent in Korean. So, it looks like they are looking for another Korean to join this all-Korean roster, which makes 100% sense. But I guess they could also take a North American person who is fluent in Korean as well. Um, so... That, that could happen. That would be interesting to see. Yeah, I'm sure they exist. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Um, all right, move on to Boston, of course. This one hits close to home because, God, I, as someone on this, obviously on this team and close to all these players, man, was I, I was, I, once offseason hit, I, I was already destroyed because I, I love everyone on this team. One of the, my favorite teams i've worked with every player on this team was just amazing um so much fun to work with and i was so sad and dreading the day that i knew things would happen i knew people's contracts were expiring i knew some players just didn't didn't have the passion for overwatch anymore and yeah I, and it sucked because this is obviously the best iteration of boston since that first year so yeah, I think everyone's biggest complaints are like, God, you, have, you finally get something good going and you have to drop them all. But 
I think if we look deeper into it here and at the players that dropped, Color Hex, Myeonbong, I'm 37, Stan 1, and then Fusion's retiring. I think you can understand why all of them were dropped once you get deeper into it. Obviously, Fusion's retiring. Another sad retirement. Um, I'm just sad for, like, I'm. he's such a great guy. I'm just so sad that he could never be on a roster that, like, was making it to playoffs or succeeding because he deserved it. He worked so hard. Um, and then Color Hex Myeonbong. Myeonbong's contract was ending, um, and he decided not to stay with Boston, which makes sense after two rough years um, and years that where he probably deserves to be on a better team. I'm 37 and Stan 1. I think I'm, th I'm 37. Is They're both old in comparison to most of the league, both 21. Um, it'll be interesting to see where... Stan one goes or if he goes somewhere I'm 37 I think both of them were considering retirement as well so we'll see um what happens to them and then color hex obviously getting older as well um so when you look at it deeply you're like okay these are like the oldest players on their team and I would say that is the main reason they probably weren't re-signed um because they ended up keeping punk faith valentine and gable c and so far, Gable C. and Valentine have t both tweeted that they will be looking at free agency. Um, so I think these are good keeps as well. If I were to keep anyone, Punk, absolutely. Like, he was so impressive this year. I think this is this is the man. This is your new fusions if you're Boston Uprising. This is the guy you're like, okay, we're keeping him. He's the face. Because he... For he should not have been starting this year. Let's be honest. Gable C comes in, Korean off tank who has worked with Lori before, has has is one of the most hyped up free agents in the off season, and takes your starting role right when he comes in, right when he arrives in America. Punk works at it, and he outplays Gable C to earn that starting role back and has it for the rest of the year. I mean, absolutely, hundred percent. If you're Boston. That is the man you want to keep. Um, as well as, I think, Faith probably might have been, honestly, the best player on this team. Unsung hero. All right, there's my long spiel on Boston, because these, all these players are close to my heart, obviously, Joe. You go ahead and talk about them now if you'd like. Absolutely. Well, and um, uh, I know I had mentioned we were talking about, um, you know, teams with the off tanks and the main tanks, and this was the team we were talking about, too, in terms of... Um, you, you know, you hang on to Punk, you hang on to Gable C, um, uh, and and I'm I'm with you that I think uh, I would um, be be likely to see Punk um, still you know in in that starting role, assuming you know consistency and all that um, as we as we go into the next season. But uh, but yeah, this was the team we we're talking about in terms of um, you know uh, teams making that kind of decision and and making those kinds of calls and and how it works and how it doesn't. Um, um, that yeah, not, um, yeah, not super surprising. Uh, I anticipated some, some, some changes for Boston. Uh, definitely not, um, very surprising. Um, uh, be, be a, building around a core, I think, excuse me, that's, that's what Boston does best, right? <laughs> is, is staying on to a player or two and, um, and, and do their best to, to build around that and so that's going to be um, interesting to see um, the, and again this is you know the the Lori now Boston Uprising um, 
2.0 or however you want to look at it um, and, and what they're able to to accomplish with this offseason beyond now yeah and might as well note as well Lori Baroy Askoff the coaching core here none of them released so looks like they are going to keep that coaching staff and I think makes sense I think they definitely I, I mean you could see in the gameplay the coaching staff maybe made some mistakes as well as the players towards the end of the season here but overall I think you still have tons of talent here um and and keeping some of it is definitely definitely should be in Boston's um head here uh it'll be interesting to see what moves they make I mean I know for a fact that Muse was one of the players that they were very interested in getting last offseason I wonder if they would be interesting in doing that once again now that he is no longer on the gladiators um obviously because he was on wgs phoenix with all these players and with laurie so could be it could be an interesting destination i haven't heard too many people talking about yeah that'd be interesting all right on to london who um yeah if you're london it's it's time to get rid of this roster and they did um basically Blase, Hybrid, Hottie, Mulfig, Kellex, Ripa, Head Coach Fisher, all gone. And they kept Sparker and Shax. Um, who, yeah, I think those are those are the two you keep, honestly. Those are your two most talented players. Maybe not Shax, but definitely Sparker. He's still one of the one of the best young talent in this game. Um, I mean, you could immediately tell once he joined this London roster and they were finally actually competing with teams and like had chances to win games you could immediately tell like okay yeah sparker makes a huge difference so i think that's definitely a good keep and that's this overall this is a good move i don't have much more to say like obviously if your team does that poorly i think you should definitely consider dropping everyone yeah and um yeah small core uh happens to be also playing on uh british hurricane at the moment i think both of them uh, as well as Hybrid, uh, who's going to finish out whatever contender season we're on currently. Um, um, but yeah, it, London is... is uh, <laughs> I talked about Boston being a great org to um, that, that's good at uh, building around a, a core of players. London is great about... Um, uh, you sign a team and then you drop a team and then you <laughs> sign a team and then you drop a team. Yeah. Um, Even if they're a championship uh, team. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, all the way back from, from season one. Um, yes, so that part is also not surprising, but um, uh, but yeah, we'll see how, <laughs> how the team continues to evolve. Uh, and it looks like, you know, at this point, they're... Um, gonna gonna stay western too um yeah, they're not gonna go back to you know the season one kind of strategy um and in fact was this um this was not i'm try, trying to remember uh it, it didn't write it on the on the the list of stuff for the episode today um and i was trying to see if this was the coach or this was the team that uh christopher was going to oh um, if, um uh but i don't think it was no i don't think so yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah, I forgot. I saw that tweet today, too. I can't remember who. I should look that up. But it's not London, so... <laughs> um, yeah, interesting. Uh, he's going to... Uh, the Liquipedia page doesn't yeah. say, but he's left Philly. At any rate, so. Yeah, yeah. 
Uh, I think it might have just been a rumor at this point, then. It was a tweet from... There's so many tweets in the back of my head that I just... They're all jumbled. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, those are all the the Western changes. Um, Atlanta and Vancouver, still nothing official from either of them. Rumors about Atlanta re-signing Hawk. But that's super interesting to me because that means... I mean, it makes sense for Atlanta that they still have every player on contract because their team's actually good. But it doesn't make sense for me that Vancouver signed their players to two-year contracts or one-plus-one contracts or that they still have their the, this roster with their talent on contracts. <laughs> like, I, I, why? Why did they? Like, I understand signing most of these players for, like, one year because they're old and they're not great. And for some reason, they signed them all for two years or a one-plus-one or something. Uh, so, yeah, Vancouver. <laughs> they still have all their roster. We'll be interesting to see what they try to do with it. Yeah, it it didn't uh, it didn't strike me at the time. Uh, you know, when they were announcing uh, when they were announcing the roster, it didn't strike me particularly as a uh, a very long term. Yeah, no. <laughs> um, <laughs> kind of thing. But you know, here we are. So, yeah. especially when they signed oh. people like Rolf and Linkster and bench warmers from the Vancouver or from the Atlanta Rain. Like it was like, okay, these players are have all been in the league for a year or, t- or at least year almost two and links are the whole time like these are old players <laughs> and i guess they have signed them for a long time meanwhile i got like taro and chang sick who i think definitely are players you could build this team around so um yeah and then atlanta obviously their best year yet like it i i would not be surprised if this entire team comes back all right let's head to the east Starting with the Fusion, who definitely like their their history has been like a roller coaster. They, they season one they made it to the championship. Season two they kind of fell. Season three they went back up, and season four they went back down a bit. So this year they're trying to hit, hit uh, get back up on that roller coaster. Um, and right now they got Funny Astron EQO exploring free agency. So still on the team technically, but. Exploring for agency. Shockwave gone. Um, Mono gone. Uh, Moby Dick gone. Toby gone. And Christopher gone, which we mentioned before. So, right now, officially still on the roster Carpe, Poco, EQO, Alarm, Funny Astro, Rascal, Hoppa. And then, as I mentioned before, Funny Astro and EQO exploring free agency, exploring different options. Um, honestly, out of the people who left, Mono he's old he's getting older you d- you probably want to find a different tank there shockwave he's good obviously i think he he wasn't really necessary or like a key to this team that much um they probably don't need him and then toby getting old as well so i mean if they keep these players i think you've, you've got a solid amount of players here as well um i think carpe confirmed on his stream he's staying but of course he signed that like massive contract a while ago so that makes sense to me that he's still on the team um and yeah philly as a philly fan joe what do you what do you think the fusion should do this offseason yeah um i'll point out the um mono notably he's going to go do his um mandatory military service uh there in korea so that's 
Um, <laughs> so he's got an excuse, you know, as if he needed one um, um, to be headed out there. But, um, uh, but yeah, this will be a team, um, at least in this offseason, that um, is definitely going to be in need of a main tank. Um, or, you know, a, a, a starting tank. I'm not sure um, that I would uh, like if they just stuck with Poco and Hotpa. <laughs> um, uh, I, I, I anticipate some changes there. It'd be funny if they got Sato back <laughs> <laughs> from from Toronto. Um, um, but, but yeah, otherwise, um, definitely some shakeups. I think Toby was sort of a um, intermediate kind of signing anyway, um, as, as we saw when he was brought in. Um, um, but at the same time, you, you know, some pieces that you're absolutely going to hang on to. I uh, would definitely be sad to see Funny Astro go uh, in terms of, you know, staying competitive on this team. Um, I think Alarm is is still a, a really important piece. Um, obviously, not quite the same player who uh, won Rookie of the Year last year, but um, still would definitely be a, a significant loss um, as far as that goes. But... Um, yeah, not not a bad position. I don't think for this team um, is definitely a fair assessment. Um, uh, but but definitely still still some changes and things that are are going to be happening. I would be uh, very confident to say. Yeah, I, I mean it's such a weird year. If I were if I were on the management for the fusion, I would be confused of what to do because it's like, okay, this team still has insane talent, but. Obviously, they had a disappointing year. To players like Funny Astro Alarm were so good in that in that season three and then season four, it just didn't stand out. Um, and it's like, okay, do you keep them at this point? Like they still are super talented, right? Um, and obviously, they're letting Funny Astro explore free agency stuff like that. So we'll see what happens. Let's head to the um, Chinese teams, the Asian teams here. Um, Chengdu Hunters have dropped Among, which honestly I'm surprised by how little moves Chengdu has made. They're they're one of the teams who I think out of all the teams who did really well this year, I would expect them to be the ones to drop the most, mainly because the only reason they did good was did so good was because of leave and like they had some good players here and there around this roster, but like they could definitely use some upgrades to to help leave out. Um, Among I think expected drop at this point. Obviously he's a legend coming into Chengdu Hunters, and they were forced to run him on the wrecking ball, of course, because he was their only tank. And it, it was funny stuff. Um, but yeah, sad that he'll be gone. But obviously I don't think he's the most talented tank on this team anymore. He never he was barely playing anymore he was playing every once in a while but probably didn't deserve to to be honest so gaga's just just better um yeah uh overall i'll be interested to see if they if they keep their roster like this they're just dropping among no other moves or what happens here um because obviously last year was last year was the year they really made all their moves they added more than half of this team in the 2020 offseason slash 2021 so yeah yeah that's good perspective there um <laughs> just to think about the roster I, I'll, I'll give them a little bit of props i was a little surprised um <laughs> to see among go um they, again i think you know just 
just um, it's a tank decision more than anything. I'm sure if they were playing um, uh, 6v6 next season, I, I would um, be more more likely to see him back, I would think. But, um, um, yeah. but yeah, other than that, a, a team that, that like, kind of like you were um, sort of alluded to, you, you know, could make a lot of changes, but could be, you know, pretty steady going into the next season. And I think um, it, it wouldn't... Uh, Still wouldn't hurt him too bad, honestly. Yeah, I mean, definitely wouldn't hurt him. I, we'll see. And obviously, Among one of the least flexible tanks in the league, going into a year where you need to be a very flexible tank. So, I think that's another big reason they probably dropped him. Um. All right, let's move on to Shanghai Dragons. Obviously, the defending champs, and they have made they've dropped one player, and it was Develop. Um. And it's not surprising, I guess. Yeah. I, I mean, when you've got, like, the two best DPS players, it's like, where you get... This is the same reason, like, people like DM and Erster left, who were very good players. And obviously, Develop came in June um, and is a super young player. And it's just like, yeah, like, y you're wasted here. Like, you, we have fled on lip. You're never going to play. I'm sorry. Um, and it's just sad. <laughs> but... Uh, it'll be interesting to see if someone else signs develop. I mean, this is just a typical championship um, offseason already. You, you just lose one player and then your assistant coaches, some assistant coaches leave. Because when you're an assistant coach on a championship team, that's when you can go get a head coaching job on another team, usually. So, um, Jay Field and Dong Su leaving the team uh, a couple days ago. So, yeah, I, Shanghai should keep this entire roster. And, I mean, right after they won it seemed like they were intent on doing so and they're going to do that um which is scary uh but fun at the same time <laughs> yeah not not uh not a surprise from the team for sure uh and there's not really much um that i, I would have expected otherwise from at this point um you, you know it, it's one thing trying to make changes you know later in the season you can sort of see how the rest of the league is going to shape up but um, yeah, right now there's really no need to to think very hard about that if you're Shanghai. Yep, nope. Uh, they'll, they'll have a nice relaxing offseason. Um, it seems. Alright, Guangzhou Charge, this is like if you're a, if you're an Asia team, um, you, only if you're the Guangzhou Charger should you be making insane moves, in my opinion, because they had a very disappointing year, and they are doing so. They dropped Jihoon, MYK Lee, Kariv, Mandu, all gone, which means they're keeping Eileen, Rio, Krong, and Choice of Juan. Um, yeah, that's fine. I uh, personally, I don't know if Rio and Eileen how much left they have in the tank, but Krong, I think, very good keep, super talented player, was the most talented player on this team last year and the year before. Um, and then Choice of Juan definitely had the most promise out of all the players that they brought in. Um, so I think. Building around these four, not bad choices at all. Jihoon, MYK, Lee, Kariv, Mandu, all very disappointing this past year, let's be honest. Um, so, yeah, what do you think about these moves, Joe? Yeah, and particularly Kariv is just, uh, is just an unfortunate situation um, from a, a player that I don't even remember the details of, of how good he was, but I know he was really good. Um and then has just sort of wasted away a little bit on this Guangzhou roster, which is just 
again, un super unfortunate, but, um, um, yeah, it, I'm not super surprised uh, by some of those changes. Um, uh, it, it, you know, again, they're not going the the full nuclear route, but um, I I would hope, you know, for the sake of the team, um, that they end up with a, a pretty pretty different looking um, uh, Guangzhou than than what we ended up with. Because yeah, definitely not a, not a great season for for the org overall. Oh yeah. Um... Hangzhou, also not the best season, had some peaks where they were actually looking like they could compete, but most of the year, not looking great, and because of that, looks like they are going to be cleaning some players out here. Um, IDK, um, Mika Kolda, Xiomen Su, gone. Um, yeah, all of them. U4, assistant coach, gone, so keeping Gu Shui, Architect, Shai, Legia, uh, and Bernard. Obviously, Legia mental issues all the years. Some, some, uh, something he was having trouble getting through. We never got to see him play, but I think you're keeping some of your best players here for sure. And Shy uh, Architect's pretty good, um, and then obviously Gushwe is just like the face of this team at this point. Ever since he got signed in 2018, he's been the face of this team. Might as well keep him. Don't know how good he will be in Overwatch 2, really. Um, and then you keep Bernard as well. Yeah, I mean, tons of talent on this roster. And I'm sad to see someone like IDK go. I think he's super talented still. But you just got to do something if you're Hangzhou at this point. Like, you're just not living up to expectations. And honestly, I think it has more to do with the coaching staff. I think they should have made more moves in that particular area. What you? What do you think, Joe? Yeah, it, Hangzhou, another... Um another disappointing roster for me this season um uh but but, but yeah i'm i'm pretty pretty well in agreement with your assessment there uh in terms of you know you hang on to the important pieces um the pieces that that can um you know there's definitely room for growth there's definitely room for um that kind of improvement and you uh hang back and and see what happens um uh, you, you know see what you're able to do um, around and with and through um, all of them. Yeah, definitely. Um, okay, here's the one that is the most baffling to me, Joe. We're finishing off with the most baffling move. Um, and it's the New York Excelsior dropping their almost entire team. Um, so Friday and Bianca have retired, but they dropped Guangboon, Kalios, Feather, y and Yakpung. Um, yeah, all gone. Um, and this was a roster who... Remember the last time we saw these guys? We were like, oh my god, like this was a team of entire rookies. Clearly a rebuild year. And they outperform expectations still. And they competed. And they were able to get some cool upsets. And man, this team could be good going forward. But no, they said, no, we're not... We're <laughs> This team won't be good because this team won't exist anymore. Uh, they have Flora and Jonak, but... Halo has already tweeted that it seems like they're looking to either trade or let Jonak be a free agent as well, which would be a huge move, obviously. Um, so, yeah, it might just be Flora that they're building around who I, is good, but I don't know. I mean, I don't think there's a single player here that I would have built around, but maybe Jonak, um, which is what they did last year. But, man, I'm baffled by this move, Joe. You had a good rebuild going, and 
then you're just like, nah, start it over. Start over again. Yeah, uh, that was definitely the strategy as we as we interpreted it um, going into this new season. And I hope it's not an issue of, um, you know, just getting antsy. And, uh, <laughs> uh, you, you know, you don't see results the first season, so you just gotta, just gotta start over. Because we know that's not how that works. Um, I think the San Francisco Shock is a perfect example of how that's not how that works. Um, but... Um, the, yeah, definitely surprising stuff. I, I think um, if if Jonak does end up on his way out, I think that's that's super significant. Um, just from you know talking about the face of his team and all that. I mean, um, it, it's a slightly different way because he's also um, you know very competitive and very um, important to the roster that way. But um, uh, but yeah, definitely big changes and. Um, you know, clearly, uh, big changes still to come in terms of uh, the way New York's going to try to tune themselves up again. Yeah, we'll see what they do. Um, man, super. I, I, I did not expect them to do that. Um, but yeah, those are all the teams that made moves in the East. Seoul, nothing from them yet. And then the LA Valiant, nothing from them yet either, which is scary. <laughs> uh. yeah, that would be... Like I just I just talked about. I feel I feel like I just said something about you know a big disappointment for the off season or something, but that would be the really biggest disappointment of the off season is if the LA Valiant doesn't drop all their roster. Yeah. If um, they keep these players. Like yeah. that that would be so sad. Like obviously we want everyone to compete, and the Valiant just clearly would not be caring about their roster whatsoever if that happened. All right. Um, that's it. I mean, that's all we got. Um, and that was a lot, obviously. Um, hard to take all that in. I can't wait till Overwatch League has a free agent list, which I imagine will happen when free agency opens here on the 9th. And then our, our next show, whenever we have it, um, we'll probably be talking about some free agency signings or trades and stuff like that. I know Halo's tweeted that or tweeted or mentioned on stream or a podcast or something that it looks like there might be a lot of trades this off season. So that, that would be exciting. Um, but yeah, anything to say before we go, Joe? Um, yeah, I don't think in specific other than, yeah, just thinking about <laughs> an exciting off season. It's going to be exciting, hopefully in lots of different ways, because we'll have new game news, uh, here and there and everywhere. Uh, I know overwatch league today, um, was was teasing. They had uh, some more of the like pro player preview content. Uh, so maybe maybe we'll be able to see a second game that they played in in Hawaii. I don't know, but um, uh, but yeah, yeah it, it'll be it'll be interesting stuff for sure. Um, and we'll you know be here along for the ride as it comes. Oh yeah, um, thank you guys all for listening. If you want to follow us on Twitter, my Twitter's at jwgeorgeiv. Joe's is at Kirkpatrick underscore Inc. Inc. And our show Twitter is at On The Flank Show. You're listening to this in one way. If you want to listen to it in a different way, uh, we're on on hyphen the hyphen flank dot iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Play. Thank you all for listening and uh, continue to enjoy the free agent frenzy. <laughs>